All right, we're live. Hello, dear Starshines. Welcome to today's Lunchtime Chats. My name is Christina with Lightbody Academy. And, uh, and welcome, welcome, welcome. I'll pause right here while the rest of the crew get on board. Hello, dear sister Carol from Minnesota. Hello, Tony from Michigan. Beverly, hey girl, how you doing? And um, Wholeness, AKA Daniela. Welcome, welcome, welcome from Southern Colorado. Good to have you guys here. For those of you who are new, my name is Christina and I'm an acceleration expert. And we are here to talk about those topics and issues that are significant for us star seeds, way showers, and new paradigm visionaries. We have abilities and perceptions that are not necessarily embraced by our larger human family. Therefore, we have extremely unique perspectives to us uh, that, you know, that we see going on around us. So, so I'm here to do to the best of my ability to provide a liberated perspective to these challenges, to these maybe perceptions or uh, perspectives that we might get um, stuck in because of strong charges or maybe some shadow wounding or whatever. So uh, sometimes, you know, we're just in a particular way because we haven't thought of, of something, you know, we haven't um, been exposed to something that's different. And this is actually one of the trademarks of a star seed is that you only need the idea. You only need to hear the idea and it instantly triggers something within you and you wake up to something inside. So, so I'm happy to, uh, to meet with you guys in these levels and talk about these pieces the way we do. So we can trigger, uh, you know, activate each other and support each other on this journey. I'm sure all of you guys can relate. It's so nice to know that you're not alone. You're not alone in how you're seeing things. You're not alone in, um, you know, in your rather unique perspectives of what's going on in the world. Together, we support each other. Together, we inspire each other. Together, we facilitate each other. So, so I'm so happy to be here talking about um, these pieces with you. So what are we going to talk about today? Uh, there's a couple things. One is uh, last week I went deep into consciousness grids and how it impacts us and stuff like this. Um, and then a dear sister Starshine posted an oh, excellent question in, on our YouTube channel, channel. And I'm just going to, if I can get to it quickly, I want to read it real quick. Um, oops, oops. Uh, and that is, um, it was, um, how do we counter, how do we counteract these grids? How do we counteract these grids that are getting anchored that in, um, you know, in false light circumstances or false light geometry or however, whatever you want to label that. I know we all have our own labels for these things. So, um, uh oh, are we still, are we still here? Yes, we are. Okay. <laughs> I switched tabs. I couldn't tell. So, um, so I thought that was an excellent question and I would love to pose that question to you guys as well. The other thing I want to talk about is that conversation that got started from a post that um, I originally posted it on my personal wall. And, uh, and then a dear brother Starshine asked the question about, I'm curious about what this group here um, considers to be authentic. So I, I thought that was a great question. So I posted that to the groups at large. So I posted it to our Facebook group, the Rise of the Multidimensional Human Facebook group. And then I also posted it to our Telegram group, the Multidimensional Human Telegram group. And the, um, the particular post was, and let me draw it up real quick. So I'm saying things right, because sometimes I don't paraphrase quite. <laughs> so accurately so let me scroll down and say it exactly it had to do with let's focus on yeah stop let's stop striving striving to vibrate highly and start striving to vibrate authentically and the question i posed to the group is what does authentic mean to you now we had a lot of very interesting responses and we're welcome you guys are welcome to continue the responses here but um but first i want to have you guys if if you have a response to the first question the first question is what can we be doing to counteract these grids that are getting anchored perhaps by well-meaning people but they're but they're anchoring control system grids without realizing it 
And this is that conversation that stemmed, that extended past the, um, you know, the daisy of death versus the lotus of life. How do you guys? Okay, are we back? What happened? Oh, are we back? We're back. Yeah. Okay, we're back. Uh, please let me know if we're back and you and you can see an image. And of course, sound, right? Uh, please let me know that and I'm going to make sure I close everything else that might be trying to use my bandwidth. How are we doing? How are we doing? Okay, I got an ICU. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't give everybody a second to come back. I don't know what happened. My, my Wi-Fi is looking pretty good on this side. So I don't know. Who knows? Bots or elementals? What's going on? <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Hodai. So good to see you. All right. Okay. Here we are. So so let me go back to posing that question. So I talked about those grid works and, you know, the, the, the um, control system matrices and all this stuff that well-meaning people often you know, we'll go and anchor things. How do you believe or, or have you experienced ways? What are those ways to counteract what these grids, these grids that have been anchored, what they're doing that, um, you know, I'm, I'm really curious. I think a lot of you already have an awareness and already do things, but I would also love for you to share that. And then, um, and then other people can see, you know, where they're at in the spectrum what what you guys think and feel and how you perceive this to be and then i'll also chime in with how um ideas that i have on what we could be doing to counteract these grids these false grids getting anchored so please let me know i know we're having some weird internet issues so um there's only there's not so many folks here this time live um so okay so, all right, so Dear Wholeness Integration Mastery says, is there a way the trans, to transmute grids that already exist or that are currently being laid? Okay. Oh, okay. Welcome, Eva. She's just joining the Break Free channel with Eva um, Palakova. So right now I'm asking folks, what do they imagine um, they could be doing to counteract some of the consciousness grids that are anchored um, by well-meaning people, but maybe are anchoring um, other levels of control systems, like the um, like the daisy the daisy of death thing that we talked about versus the lotus of life, like that kind of thing. And then we have uh, dear wholeness integration uh, mastery is um, is there a way to transmute these grids that already exist? I could say for uh, on a personal level, absolutely, and they do get transmuted, and they they are. Um, all right, so here's my take on this. There, we are all in this together. We, all of our frequencies are changing together. It's not just one person changing and everybody else is not. This is a transformation en masse. That means the frequency of the earth herself is changing. The frequency of the sun itself is changing. The frequency of the galaxy herself is changing. So that means it's, it's, it's a broad sweep. The, the kind of change that we're looking at, the kind of frequency shifting that we're looking at. And there, and when 
things are not a frequency match, right? When things fall out of resonance, they're no longer supported on these different nesting doll layers of existence and therefore they fall away. So there's that piece that, you know, the, the outer, we'll just say going to the galactic mind. Of course, we exist beyond the galactic mind, but I'll just start at that plane. The galactic mind is now in a different frequency and it's shifting. It's no longer in the frequencies that it once was. That means all of the frequencies within that nesting doll no longer have the kind of sympathetic resonant support that it once had. Okay, so that means all those control systems that were built on that original frequency of the galactic mind is no longer being supported in the same way that it was. Okay, so there's that. But then you also have our sun. Our sun is having massive changes go on. You know, uh, the the trend is supposed to be a, a slower CME cycle, a, a um can't remember exactly what the scientists call it, but it's like a dip in the activity. That's what, how it's supposed to be um, be doing right now. But our sun is doing the exact opposite. It's becoming extremely active. Um, it's not every day now, but I think last month and the month before it was nearly every day we're having some kind of CME activity. We're still having a lot more CME activity and filament releases and, you know, still all this um, uh, uh, galactic winds and stuff like this. Um, emanating from our sun and in our solar ring. So that's that's having its impact. That's having an impact on our planet, our planet's magnetics, the electrical, the, the electrical fields of our planet, okay? Even the very core of our planet. And this is measured via the Schumann resonance. Even the core of our planet is is vibrating at a very different frequency than it once was. It once it was like a seven point two um was 7.75 um, hertz and now it's jumping the baseline is like 24 hertz and then it spikes all the way up to 200 hertz sometimes okay so these frequencies are um are not in sympathetic resonance with a lot of these old grids a lot of these old controlling consciousness grids and that's part of why the shenanigans is happening because this powers that be need a massive distraction so you know so they can you know um, erect new grids that that are going to be sustained maintained the trick is that the grids now that they anchor we have to be in collusion with we have to say yes to it so we're being tricked into saying yes to certain frequencies that we normally would not if we weren't in a, um, a polarized state, a traumatized state, a fearful state, stuff like this. So, so there's a lot of activity um, and a lot of inertia that's allowing a lot of these grids to fall away. So many of them are going to fall away by themselves. But what about those ones that people are participating and holding in? Right. So I think this is more to the point of, of her question is how do you transmute those grids? OK, so one, you you work, do the inner work. So you're not a frequency match to those grids. When I say not a frequency match, that means you don't have an overarching yes for that, for the for the you know, thoughts and emotions that that grid carries. OK, and then you also don't have an extreme. No, you don't have extreme aversion to the thoughts and emotions that those grid works carry. Because remember, that's the polarity game. How we collude with these games is that we either we choose a polarity side. But if we if we can be with the full spectrum of it, then we're not as susceptible. The the magnetic isn't the same. We we don't get drawn into it, and we're not magnetizing it to us. Okay. And then uh, the piece beyond that is love and compassion. Love and compassion is the great elixir. It will shift everything. So that is having love, authentic, see there's that word, authentic love and compassion for, for those participating in those grids. And remember, um, guys, just joining in, I've posed this question to, to you guys about how do you imagine we, what we could be doing to, to, um, to counteract the grids that are getting anchored by other humans and non-humans alike. And I'm going through some pieces right now. Uh, okay, okay, just joined. Happy. Good.
Okay. All right. Technical stuff again. Thank you, Tony, for letting me know I froze. Um, please let me know if I came back. So getting back to the question that Eva posed, if if that got broadcasted, um, she asked, uh, is, there a, um, is there a video or she wants to understand what these grids are. So um, we're talking about fourth dimensional consciousness grids that impact our being consciously and subconsciously and the previous chat and the chat before that I, I started going into these pieces i really broke it down in the last chat of how specifically these grids impact our consciousness okay thank you for letting me know i'm back thank you thank you okay so um that took almost the whole hour to to explain so i can't do it again here uh, but i do encourage you to check out last week's chat episode 73 where i go much deeper into much deeper into the grid work conversation okay okay let me go back to where were we hi cosmic one good to see you dear sherry um, is it like collective um, set of belief systems? Yes, collective set of belief systems can are, are all right. So a collective set of belief systems is a electromagnetic signature that exists in our brain and our bodies. And when you have a bunch of people that share a belief system, it creates a collective resonance. Okay. And that's a, that's within the 4D field. But then what happens is that a grid works gets anchored to to hold that resonance in place. So even if people fall out of that belief system, like they no longer believe it's so, it holds it in place. So it's still informing their subconscious. It's still informing them in some way that, they're, that they don't realize. So grids work in conjunction with belief systems. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. So let's get back to okay thank you for those questions thank you thank you all right let me get back to thumbs up master thank you there are some <laughs> yeah maybe tony tony's uh, saying maybe someone doesn't really want you to talk about this yes 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 um all right then all right so do we play a part and all right here we go do we play a part in dismantling the grids by not participating energetically yes absolutely the trick is is understanding how you're participating so you even know what to choose differently and this is where a lot of the confusion is because we will say something like oh well that's theirs and not my problem okay and and so we have this sickness in western society where we believe we're an island we believe that that it, our personal our personal will or our personal identity is what I have to work on in order to be a healthy, well um, uh, healed human. And the fact is, that's not true. Your wellness has to do with your connection with you, who you are as an individual in connection with the collective. And this is where a lot of the poisoning has come in because there's a lot of things anchored in our collective that are like, crimes against our soul offensive to our soul so we often have to make that choice follow what my inner voice is saying or fit in with the collective okay and this is why spiritual masters immortal masters those gurus retreat to high up in the mountains so they're above above the collective grid work so they can work within themselves but their their self-work isn't just about them it might start off that way but eventually what happens they now begin to radiate their love and their consciousness out into the world out into the collective and their whole purpose now begins or is to serve humanity okay so we get that teaching kind of bass backwards. You have to serve humanity in order.
Okay, we're back. <sighs> Thank you for bearing with me, guys. We just have to go with it. We just have to go with it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, yes, yes. Surrender, surrender, surrender. Thank you, Eva. Yeah, totally. Right. Okay, these are great questions. These are really great pieces to go into. All right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right. So, so, uh, dear sister, um, Eva saying, um, this didn't make sense. All right, it's back. All right, I'm going to st take a step back and listen to my heartbeat, tune back into my rhythms. Here we are, we're back. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Tony. So just invite everybody to dial in, dial into your rhythms, get behind your eyes. Maybe what we don't realize sometimes is that we also have influence with electronics. So I'm just dialing it in, dialing it in. Okay. Thank you. All right. Kind of lost the thread I started going on. It was, oh yeah, the things we could be doing to counteract or even transmute and transform these grids. So there's things where we are doing personally, and then there's the things that are happening on a planetary level, a solar level, stellar level, galactic level. Okay. Now, of course, the galactic, stellar, solar, planetary we don't have, our will doesn't really have anything to do with that other than doing what we need to do to be integrated and in harmony with the frequencies of the moment, okay? The frequencies of the moment, right? So that's our job as humans because as we do our work that we need to do to be in harmony with the frequencies of the moment, we are expanding our consciousness. We are letting go of the distortions and stepping into the truth of who we really are. Okay. And I don't mean who you think you are. Like, I don't mean what the ego driver thinks it is. I'm talking about the truth of who you really are on a soul level. Okay. Your, 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 the, the purpose of why your spirit is waking up every day and getting up out of bed, that level of truth of who you are. Okay. And it's, and this is leads us into that next leg of conversation where um, I did that post uh, about focusing on vibrating in your authenticity versus high vibe. Okay. Uh, and some people, there were a few responses. Let me see if I can pull them up. There were a few responses where people said, well, authenticity is high vibe. And I can totally see why some people would perceive that. And can you guys relate? Would authenticity be high vibe? Uh, and, you know, that's a brilliant, I think that's a brilliant perspective. A lot of people maybe... Um, this is a, this is a new thought for them. Uh, I know when I read that, I was like, oh yeah, 
yeah, when I think about it, that totally, that totally works for me. Um, and I, I love to thank you guys for all of the feedback you gave and what you thought authenticity was, because uh, I learned a lot by listening. I learned a lot by reading through and seeing what each of you had to say. Now, there is no right or wrong in these circumstances, okay? There is no right or wrong. It all depends exactly, Beverly. It all depends where you are authentically, okay? Now, the the big piece to why authentically is a thing is because it's about accepting the truth about yourself, okay? And this is where the um, conditioning, especially in the Western world, the conditioning has really backfired. A lot of people don't know what their truth is. They have their story of who they think they are. They have the reflection of what people have shown them, who they should be, who they who they, they want them to be, who they need to be in order to be loved, who they need to be in order to feel like they're respected, right? But that's not really the truth of who you are. So if you can master one thing in your life, it would be the truth, accept the truth of who you are. That would, that would be the big piece because the truth is powerful. It melts boundaries. It melts illusions so strongly. There's a reason why in the um, higher dimensional echelons, the truth is depicted as a sword, not because it's, it's meant to be a weapon. It's because it can cut through the illusion so quickly and so clearly. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. I love it. Oh, I'm speaking to the crier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell and accept the truth. It's hard sometimes to tell the truth because a lot of people don't want to know the truth or people ask for the truth. And then once they get it, they don't want it. <laughs> right. That happens too. So, so I want to share just a few of these pieces that, um, that were, um, in, that were mentioned. Um, there was one particular comment and this is our dear brother, our dear brother, um, Jimmy, right? He has, he has a very, uh, absolute way. And that could just be the way his personality is. It could be, you know, his upbringing or whatever, but he had a very black and white kind of understanding of authenticity. And, uh, his response was, um, authenticity is having zero distortions in your blueprint. Okay. Now, just let those words land. Zero, what does zero distortions in the blueprint? How does that feel? How does that feel to you? For some people, they might be like, oh yeah, right on. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm going towards. That's what I'm, you know, wild horses can't keep me away from from being in my pure blueprint. Some people may really feel that way or and maybe really are there in that place. Okay. Okay. Ah, okay. So now you're getting into the shades of gray. So this is Eva saying you can't have zero distortions if you are human. Now, is that a truth or is that a belief? What is that? We don't know. So yeah, we decide for ourselves, right? Um, that could be true. I think there is many people that are in this are in this boat that she's saying that, well, you know, if I'm human and I have an ego driver and I have wounding, and I have this and that, and therefore my blueprint can't be without distortions. Okay. But if you, if you take what I said, if you take what I said about the truth and add that into the, into the mix, you know, maybe we are, our blueprint isn't distorted. It's just some, maybe some of those more inner layers of nesting dolls have distortions, right? I'm saying maybe, and I'm, you know, I'm not claiming to know it all. I'm just giving perspective here. This is for all of us to share thoughts and ideas and perspective. You know, we're, we're triggering aha moments for each other, right? All right, dear trick, young trip named Jim. Welcome, welcome. Um, um, when I became truth, I stopped having anything to say about anybody else's truth. Ah, okay. So, so there's a perspective. So once you have become your own truth, and I believe when you say become, oh, was I gone for a moment? Okay. I believe when they say become, you, you mean that, that, that truth uh, you allow, you're able to allow truth to resonate within your being, like radiate. It, that's what I imagine you mean. Okay. Um, and then, uh, and also a dear sister Starshine also said something about, 
Ah, okay. The, the the zero blueprint would be an ideal, but but I she says that she imagines the our level of distortions would take many many years to dissolve before we can access our true blueprint? Question mark. I'm curious about this. Um, can we talk specifics? <laughs> and then she asked me to chime in. Okay. So. Uh oh. No, you were here. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So um, great. What if everything that we're going through, hijacked consciousness and all, is just perfect? Does that, does their reaction to that thought? What if every trial and tribulation of our lives, lifetimes, existences, are just perfect the way they are, are exactly the way we intended it to be on a higher level? What if that is true? <laughs> okay, yeah, thank you, Eva. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what if that's true? Would that change? Would that change any of these perspectives that that we hold? Okay, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. Some people like that idea. It might. We'll we'll see if anybody doesn't like that idea. Ah, okay. So, yeah, okay. So, I believe Young Trick, trick Name Jim is um, elaborating about the previous question here. And, and also, this one is like every single thing that happens in and through me is literally perfect. Yes, we play our roles so perfectly for each other, even when those roles are as a perpetrator, as, you know, a victim, as a savior. So, even these disempowerment roles, right, are perfect. <laughs> Young trick named Jim says, I wanted to make a hat that instead of saying we the people, it says we the perfect. <laughs> I literally was just thinking that yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I think a lot of people misunderstand what that means. See, because people see things as they are, not actually how they truly are. Right. And, and it takes a lot of skill and, and conversing and conversation and listening to be able to sort out just, you know, misunderstandings or things that, you know, people think are a certain way, but actually in the person, the other person has thinks it's completely different Then then there's a lot of work that needs to happen to get the minds to meet. The will needs to be there. Both parties need to understand that they're seeing things as they are. Are they willing, or I'm saying they're seeing things as they are, are they willing to see how it truly is, right? That's something that both parties need to be be um, saying yes to. So there's so there's that sort of thing. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm in the boat that authenticity is a spectrum that we work towards. And my personal experiences that bring me to this place is that growing up as an empath, Okay, I made myself wrong all the time because I would get feelings from people that didn't match their words. I would get the sense of someone being in a particular state, like say they were angry, but they were wearing a smile and acting really kind and gentle, you know. So I, I definitely um, learned from a very young age to make all those intuitive data sets wrong. There's something wrong with me, right? I turned it into a me problem. It wasn't until later I realized that people weren't being authentic. They were having a feeling, but they couldn't be in the truth of that feeling. So they would say and act the exact opposite of what they were radiating in, in their energy and in their feelings, you know, in their bodies. So, so it took a while for me to realize I was not being an authentic person. Matter of fact, I had no idea who I really was. I had no idea what my truth was. I had no idea, you know, and that was an amazing, amazing journey. I just like it just, and it was so humbling because I realized all the stories I told about myself were not the truth. I maybe wanted them to be the truth because it was comfortable, right? <laughs> it was comfortable.
comfortable, these stories, because that fit the collective view, but um, but it really wasn't the truth. And how I learned, you know, um, with the unraveling, that barometer of happiness that, you know, the more happy you are, the more true you are to yourself. This is this is what I realized. There's a direct connection to those things. All right, dear uh, sister Eva says, my current view, all the craziness, wounds, hurts, distortions, is to get us to compassion and love. Yes, 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 absolutely. Here, let's share that one because that's great. So that so that was another comment that a dear sister Sarshine, I think it was, um, I think it was you, Sherry, that said that compassion and love is our authentic, is our authentic self, right? So compassion and love. The thing is, we have all these distortions in between compassion and love, right? We have all these stories of, of things. We have all these blame games that we don't even realize we participate in sometimes. Uh, I actually, you know, I watch people sometimes act with really low levels of integrity and blame other people for why they're acting why they're lowering their standards of integrity, you know, <laughs> it's like, that's not authentic. That's a, you know, that's, that's an ego driver story that's being played out and perpetrator, you know, and there's this perpetrator game getting acted out. Right. So, so staying in a place of love and compassion is ideal and we're not always there. Right. We're not always there. Doesn't mean we need to make those other thoughts and feelings wrong because remember, it's not about, your thoughts and feelings being wrong or right. It's about what is the truth. The truth for me is I'm really frustrated with this right now, right? The truth for me is that I am having a reaction right now. Okay. And here's an example of the difference. So in, in our, in our Academy, we have these, um, we track together in groups, right? And there are, you know, spectrums of skill sets within each group. So, so people who, uh, have been there for a while, we understand, and, and you guys probably understand this too, that it's much easier to be the person outside looking in, right? You can, it's much easier to see things within other people than it is to see it within yourself. Can you guys agree with that? Okay. And especially when you're tracking, it's much easier to track another person than it is to track yourself some, a lot of the times. So, so we, rely on the group perspective we so the group tracking the same energy will give many different kinds of perspectives now these if you're showing up authentically right someone might share in a perspective and it might trigger you you might be like mad about it like you know i don't well you, you know <laughs> and so an inauthentic response is getting mad at that person for saying it for sharing it for you know making them wrong in what they shared right but an authentic response is, wow, what you just said right there really just pissed me off. <laughs> I'm like having a huge reaction to what you said right there. I, I, I matter of fact, I want to make you completely wrong. Okay. Do you see how, do you see how the way I'm sharing that? It's like, I'm completely owning my truth without making the other person the perpetrator. You see what I mean? And, and when you share that way, that gives us great big juicy data sets to work with. Now we can track into the anger. We can track into what that part inside of us that wants to make it wrong. Okay. Um, and, you know, if it's versus if you, uh, you know, get triggered and then come to all these conclusions, this person's wrong. This person didn't see me. This person did this. This person did that. It's, you know, boom, 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 boom. And, and then, you know, then all of a sudden now you're going to start saying, oh, well, I'm just not aligned with this, <laughs> right? That, that's, the, the, that's the ego driver way out. I'm just not aligned with this anymore. <laughs> so so um, this, this, this truth piece is the big tool to help you dig deep and really be comfortable in your authenticity. Not only be comfortable in it, but actually be empowered by it, okay? You can be empowered by your triggers when you own them. When you own your triggers, they empower you in a big, big way. Okay. Even if you don't know what to do with it, they can empower you. It's really potent to be witnessed in you, in your trigger, owning it. When having other people hold space and witness you owning it, that is a really powerful piece too in all this. So I guess what I'm saying, it's boiling down from my perspective, that authentic 
piece is more about um, the willingness to to know the truth, even if it's a scathing truth. Okay, whatever that truth is, it's so I want it. You know, I want it. Mm-hmm. Okay, hear what Eva says. Oh, <laughs> I'm out of alignment. The ultimate way out. If I had a penny. Oh, I know. I know, right? It's it's yeah. I mean that that's a key piece. I mean that's that's totally a red flag. Uh, but believe me when, when I've said that about it, or when you've said that about you, about something, we definitely believed it full on in that moment, right? <laughs> we do. We believe it full on, er, <laughs> right? Uh, until we don't. And the reason why it's so until we don't is because there's a part of us that's saying yes to the truth, to something else that maybe isn't that of what we think is, right? Um, so, so the, 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 the problem with striving to be high vibe all the time is that you create aversions. You create aversions to things that aren't joyful, aversions to things that, um, you know, that bring uncomfortableness or heaviness or whatever. And it's because we're not in touch with the power of our own being, with, the, with our beingness, our very beingness, witnessing, acknowledging, transforms things. Okay. Now, if it's a lie and you're acknowledging a lie or, you know, whatever the, the, the truth that's masquerade or wait a minute, the lie that's masquerading as the truth, acknowledging that tiny, tiny bit of movement, not big movement, but when you have a big truth being acknowledged, it's powerful. It transforms and it transforms pretty quickly. Sometimes it's instantaneous. We do that. We have the capability of doing that for each other. And it makes us much stronger and solid in our bodies. We don't retreat so much when adversity starts to present. And, you know, I'm really appreciating the process of learning how to collaborate, you know. So so we have uh, other facilitators at the academy and we collaborate. And it's, it's really a lot of fun because we get to see how each person has a very different um, perspective on how to unwind something. And it's not about good, bad, right or wrong. It's just that we get to see all these different ways of unwinding a blind spot. There's many different ways to unwind a blind spot. And, you know, when we work in groups subconsciously, we actually start to learn from each other how blind spots get unwound. Some people track, go directly into the quantum. Boom, that's how they track. Some people go deep into the emotional field. Other people are really good at going into the structural levels. Like they can go to the blueprint levels of things, you know? So, so uh, it all, and it's not that any one is better than the other. It's just, you know, all of them are data sets of the same, of the same piece that we're tracking. Um, and, and a lot of healers aren't comfortable with that. I've experienced in the past. Um, we used to work in, in pods. There was another group that I was a part of. Um, well, there are several groups I've been a part of where we've, where we've tracked in pods. But um, when I first was introduced to it many, many years ago, back in 2002, what that was, there were a lot of groups that didn't work well together because people couldn't, couldn't allow or accept the different kinds of data sets that were coming up. You know, there was a lot of conflict. It takes it takes the the spirit of cooperation, the spirit that nobody's right or wrong. Everybody is contributing, and the ones that the the valuable contributions are the ones that take us all deeper. It's not just one person deeper that takes us all deeper, you know. So that kind of that changes the that changes the um, the collaboration. So now we're all looking into data sets that bring us somewhere. Like if you have data sets that are just in the mental field or in the ego driver, it's a loop and you're on a hamster wheel at that point, you know, and that's not going to get us anywhere. That's just running the hamster wheel. Okay. So there's, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different um, uh, spectrums to this. So you guys let me know if you're with me, <laughs> if you're with me, what I'm talking about, um, uh, about this authenticity piece. Did I miss something? Is there something more that I need to dive into with that? Um, while we wait, I'll also mention thank you. Thank you guys for all your kind words from the telegram group. Um, I posted in the telegram group um, some feedback about my, my liver cleanse that I was doing. I don't know if you guys remember last week I was doing a GI tract cleanse before my liver cleanse. 
And I'm doing that just out of my personal process. I feel like I really needed to the cleanup. I just want to thank everybody. Um, the, just to love the blessings and kinds words that you guys had to share um, because my, my liver cleanse did not really to, to me did not really go so well. It's like, I didn't um, really eliminate as much as I was hoping. All right. Young trip trick name Jim says when I stopped striving to vibe high I was suddenly automatically vibing high for nearly all my waking hours it became my normal state of being with very little that um, caused me to descend yes 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 ah thank you thank you um thank you wholeness thank you um yeah 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 so yeah trying so maybe maybe there's there's another word we can introduce to folks to look at it a little bit differently than trying you know uh maybe allowing maybe uh maybe there's you know this new paradigm brings a lot of new rules of reality with it so a lot of the old you know language that we use to de describe things kind of lose its relevancy or lose its accuracy you know this is why you know new terms spread like wildfire through the realms or you know through through humanity because once you get a new term that really hits the nail on the head everybody will start using it <laughs> everybody will start using it and uh you know it's really cool like like the um inner standing you know instead of understanding because of the other connotations inner standing so now a lot of people are using the inner standing that like spread like wildfire through the multi-dimensional world um uh concepts like ego driver it so paints the picture that just like wildfire through through the uh, multi-dimensional world you know of humans so so you know sometimes it's just a matter of choosing a better language to express what we're trying to say because nuances can be misleading of other you know other words all right uh dear let's see where we're going oh polly you're back i uh, yep 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 um all right eva says yes i want to learn more tracking and unwinding people's blind spots is that qrs or how oh okay so qrs is first that's learning how to create a quantum reality shift within your own life so that's personal work and you learn um, you learn uh, good energetic hygiene techniques like when the foundations and stuff like this and then the step the next step into the personal work and learning about the beginning of tracking is the dream time work right and that's what I invite you guys into a lot is the dream time healing project and then Hal is where you really dive into the tracking Hal is all about tracking a matter of fact and you're tracking a lot of things you're learning on how to bring data sets up so you don't have to dig you're learning how like the difference between interdimensional data sets versus things that are purely in the human emotional realm you're you know you learn how to track ai you learn how to track insectoid you learn how to pretty much you learn how to track everything that that comes across your way um and it, well, I guess the big piece would be that how to be in the unknown while you're tracking. That's that is the big piece that that trips 99% of healers up. The unknown is not a comfortable place, and it you know and it creates a sense of instability, vulnerability, and maybe that contradicts with some belief systems they have on what it is to hold space or whatever in different ways. Um, and, uh, you know, and they prefer to stay in the realm of the known. They prefer to stay in the realm of what they have already experienced. So this is where, and, and not that the, those, those healers aren't good healers. They are because they are using the encodements they already have and have embodied themselves to help other people. But, but what we're teaching is a whole nother ball game, a whole nother ball game of tracking. This is like how to get into the unknown. What happens is that you become an unstoppable tracker. You become unstoppable. The unknown doesn't stop you. Okay. Being new territory isn't something that intimidates you. You go after it anyway, because you know how to hold your state of being to allow these data sets to come forward. And then not only that, once the data sets are presenting, you're, you, you can shift your consciousness really quickly to the place of the solution where what exactly needs to happen to dissolve what you're tracking okay yeah it's an art it's definitely an art and i would say not everybody um is up for this not everybody's up for it 
Um, but those who are up for it, you know, totally transforms everything, changes everything. And that's why I also overlap this with exospecies communications, because communicating with ETs, um, interdimensional beings with with the Fey realm, you know, introducing this, um, inter, you know, having these kinds of relationship, it requires that level of being able to be in the unknown because they are, um, their consciousness is so extraordinarily different than from our perspective and where we come from in, in the human experience. Thank you for that. Thank you for that question. Um, wholeness, uh, wholeness integration says, oh, here, let me post this first. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, uh, wholeness says, our teacher says, do nothing. Just watch. Stop traveling. That's what trying is. Being. Just being. Feels like, like for me. Yeah. Just being. Yeah. So, so there, there's a fine line. There's a, there's a fine line with that. Um, what I would say trying is that's when you're, going out to to travel right traveling to get information um when you're tracking and what i'm talking about you're you're in your rhythms you're in your body you might be super expanded in your consciousness right but you're in your body and the data is coming to you everything's just coming just presenting just showing itself and you're holding yep and you're just holding space and seeing this and um it gets it gets a little um, more complex when you have a person that you're tracking because they can participate in that tracking and accelerate the tracking and so it's a, it's also another level of art form on how to ask the right questions or share the right information so it triggers something within them so they start showing you more and more and more from even more from even deeper levels you know so yeah it's definitely an it's definitely a uh uh a wisdom that has to be experienced. You can't tell someone and say, this, these are the markers. This is what it looks like. You, it has to be an experience. All right, wholeness integration mastery says the difference between getting somewhere and being somewhere, allowing versus striving. There we go. Very good. All right. Yeah. All right. And then Eva says, oh, yes, I have no clue how to track anything, but all at all but that totally speaks to me yes yes see <laughs> yes see we, i mean it's a it's a selective self-selective kind of thing you know all right um young trip named jim says wholeness mastery i'm with that yes what she said about allowing versus striving yes very good thank you thank you so and and remember we're in a time of transition we're in the time of going from an old paradigm an old set of rules of reality, okay? I'm talking about all these nesting dolls that create our here and now reality. All those nesting dolls are shifting, 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 okay? So the actual rules of reality are changing, okay? So we're in this time of transition. So this, this, um, the, this way of tracking and healing and doing all these things that have come from our lineages over thousands and thousands and thousands of years through lineages, through mystery schools, through initiatory experiences, right? They're going to have the relevancy until they don't. And the threshold is when more of these um, alternate universe realities, let's say, start to um, integrate within the body, those old paradigm ways are going to start losing the relevancy. And then we're going to start gravitating towards these other pieces. Okay. So in this way, I, I encourage everybody just look at it. It's not about right or wrong at all. It's just noticing, just, you know, noticing these layers of frequencies, just like, you know, it's just, it's just the things are framed up where we, you know, right or wrong, it has to be right or wrong, right? Things are framed up like they have to be this or that. And that's not true. And another example is, um, you know, climate change, right? We're told that, um, we're told, well, you know, the inconvenient truth, the Al Gore hypothesis, that this is why climate change is happening. It's because we have too many admissions, it's, we're, we're destroying our environment, we're, we're doing this, we're doing that, okay? So that is a hypothesis, that is a theory of why these things are happening. OK, and that is a very linear mind understanding of the changes going on. And of course, humans treat treat the rape the earth. Right. Humans don't take don't take their custodial ship of this reality seriously. That's all true. So so this in this way, on a deep way, in a very deep level, humans are ripe to accept that kind of hypothesis, to accept that kind of story. OK, but if you look at it in another way, 
as a, in a multidimensional way, and you realize that we are in the middle of a cycle, a long cycle, a cycle that has been unfolding for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. So it's not about it's not about ending ending emissions or or stopping this kind of behavior or transitioning into green or recycling though all those are could be part of the solution right it's about changing our attitude to instead of one who sees the earth and her resources as commodity we see the earth and her resources as something we are to be a custodial, a custodian of, okay? We are a caretaker of all of this. And when we do that, there is no blame game of, the, of what's happening in the moment. We do what is necessary for growth to happen, for life to happen. See, so when you look at it less in that we're destroying the environment, human is a cancer on the planet, we're doing this, greed is killing everybody, you know, all these little pieces. And you can feel how ugh, that gets in the body. And you step out of that and realize we are in this huge cycle. We have been working up to this point for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Okay. It's, an, uh, it's a paradigm shift that's going on. It's not you know, taxing and, you know, changing this, you know, we can't reverse the change. If you, does anybody believe that you can reverse the change here? Does anybody believe you can actually reverse the ecological changes that are happening? I'm, I'm just curious. There's no reverse in my, in my view where we're at, there's no reversing it. It's working with what we have. Okay. It's doing what we need to do to make sure we all have what we need. Okay need to thrive what does life need to flourish you see what i mean you see, that's it uh-huh oh thank you eva i love that she says i want to be a master tracker well there you go <laughs> yeah this this is definitely a path for you if that's something that that totally turns you on some people really get turned on some people really get turned on and other people are like eh you know, all right. Young trick, trick named Jim says there's no verse and there doesn't need to be no reverse. Oh, no reverse. And there doesn't need to be. Yeah. Right. That that's so. So you're you're awake. You're awake out of that, out of the other kind of narrative. Yeah. So it's like. We either step up and take responsibility for uh, the reality that for life of the reality we're in or we don't. We take responsibility. Humanity is going to flourish. We don't. We're not going to be here anymore much longer. That's it's really that simple. And it's that perfect. <laughs> All righty. Oh, boy. Time just goes by, goes by so fast. Oh, man. All right. Well, thank you guys for being here and being a part of this conversation. I really appreciate, um, you know, talking on these levels. Um, if you do want to. <laughs> thank you, Tony. Thank you. <laughs> so um, if you guys are interested in starting to cultivating these, these, these abilities to go into the unknown and, and, oh, and the other thing I didn't say is that, you know, once you are able to dismantle a lot of these distortions in the 4D field, you can actually step into a capacity of dreaming your world into being. That means you already start creating the reality you want in dream time, and then it filters through your being and happens in the here and now. Okay, that's what the, the ancestors call dreaming the world into being. So that's like an added benefit to this work, you know. So um, if this is interesting to you, we have um, the Dreamtime Healing Project. I encourage you guys to check that out. Um, and then uh, our Healer Acceleration Lab is on break for the summer. So we're having our, our, um, our live uh, workshop next month. And it's, it's already full. But, uh, but the Dreamtime Healing Project is a place to really to get started and get rolling. So when Healer Acceleration Lab comes back in September, uh, you'll be you know, primed to really jump in in a big way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Love you all. Mwah. We shall see you next time. Uh, and until then, dream, dream big, have fun, love each other. And definitely, definitely 
wish everybody around you the best day ever. Thank you. Thank you.